Misfits in the Book of Mormon is now available on Amazon.com. Who were some of these misfits in the Book of Mormon, and what can we learn from them about belonging in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? And how can we fill a stronger sense of belonging with Christ? You can find out more by reading Misfits in the Book of Mormon, now available on Amazon.com. You could also check out my other books, including Oh Lord, My God, The Jesus You Need to Know, The Prodigal Son, and I Survived, Now What? Finding Meaning from Loss. Hello and welcome back to Misfits in the Church, a show designed to help individuals who struggle with belonging in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. One of the things that a lot of misfits struggle with, as, as I said before, is belonging in the church. And unfortunately, if you, if you think of it kind of like sheep, remember Christ was referring to himself as a good shepherd and he would leave the 99 to go find the one. A lot of times we feel like that one, that one that is lost. It's not just the one who was sinning or the one who has left the church, but it could also be the one who goes to church week in and week out and doesn't really feel like they belong. They are essentially a lost sheep. We are essentially lost sheep in those situations. Christ also taught his disciples to beware of false prophets or to or be aware of those who were dressed in sheep's clothing, but inwardly were ravenous wolves. You know, you get this, maybe this image of sheep, you know, fluffy and cuddly and kind and and peaceful and so, you know, it's so pleasant to be with them, but you just know that something's not right. And so today I'm going to talk a little bit about those red flags, five red flags that I have noticed, ones that I have used to help me determine whether or not I need to have a stronger boundary between myself and, and those, those people. If you have any ones um, you know, that you disagree with or ones that you think ought to be added to the list, feel free to email me at drjerrycook at gmail.com. So again, the main reason why I'm bringing this up is because I feel that as misfits in the church, sometimes we can fall as, we, we could be easy prey. And I hate to say that because by far, members of our faith are, are good people, but there are still some rotten apples. And I want us to be a little more careful of those people. And I think that's especially true for those who struggle with belonging because we often are attracted unfortunately, to those situations or people who sometimes may not be good for us. Okay, so uh, and in no order, number one, they use entertainment or charming or flattery rather than the spirit. So they might be a lot of fun and they might seem uh, in incredibly complimentary, but you just don't feel right about them. It might be, it might be kind of like you feel like they're trying to put a cell on you. It reminds me of years ago when I was in a college level class and I opened up with a college instructor and said, you know what, I don't have a lot of confidence at all. That's why I don't participate, but I will, I will try. I will really try. I'm trying to gain some confidence here. 
and he seemed to be nicer to me. And I thought, well, that's that's nice. And I think it was a few weeks after that, I saw him in a grocery store and he started following me to my car and trying to compel me <laughs> to join his home based business. And I and once I said no, he didn't have any any more interest in me. And I think sometimes, uh, unfortunately, some people are trying to make a sell. And uh, sometimes we're the mark. Now, that doesn't mean that if someone is giving you a compliment, you say, oh, you know, stay away from me. Or if they're fun, you say, oh, you're too fun. Stay away. You know, you're evil. <laughs> right? But it is saying, okay, trust trust your gut and, and listen to the spirit when you're with these people. Are you having fun at the expense of filling the spirit? That's the thing that I think we need to be careful of. That I think a lot of times these red flags come up is because when we are drawn to kind and entertaining people, we want church to be fun. We want to feel comfortable. And sometimes we're attracted to the wrong kind of sorts of people. Okay, let's say uh, someone wants to always talk. Let's say if you're married. Let's say someone in the church always seems to really enjoy talking with your spouse, but not to you. Now, that one's kind of an iffy kind of a thing. Um, I, I think partly because, you know, everyone has different experiences. We're, we're, we're drawn to people who are more like us and those kinds of things. But I would definitely say that... Um, you know, it can be a red flag to where someone is really friendly with your spouse, but they seem to go out of their way to avoid you. It's, it's, it seems really kind of odd. And that's especially true if it's an opposite sex kind of a situation. So if, if a female member of the ward is overly friendly to me, but seems to avoid uh, not want to be around my, my wife, then, you know, I, in my opinion, that person has dropped like a hot potato. There's no question about it in, in my mind. Okay. You're going to have to decide that on, on your own. So number three, red flag is they like to talk about themselves a lot. They kind of have this hero or victim complex and you're kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, number, number four, this one's kind of a, funny thing, but not a funny thing, because uh, one of my red flags is when people say, well, I'm just being honest, or if I had to be honest with you. And then they'll share some information that, number one, you wish you didn't know. Maybe it's about some other people of the ward, or, um, you know, you're, you might be saying, well, if you're saying you, you're just being honest, what about the times when you don't say you're just being honest? Are you still being honest with me? If I'm being honest, I, I use that expression quite a bit myself, so I have to have to catch myself. But I, I always kind of wonder, okay, if if they're if they're saying, well, if I have to be honest with you, and you're going, well, you don't you don't have to be, don't don't you just want to be? All right, uh, number five is they have a big butt, and uh, by that I mean B U T. So they might come up to you, and again, this is kind of a gossiping kind of a situation where they say, I don't want to say anything bad about them, or they might say, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to seem negative about you, but, you know, those those kinds of people who often try to 
start with really these kinds of pleasant and kind things and then they insert their this big butt and but i have to just be honest with you that you know you're you're really you know you're you're really not you really don't look good you know i don't know what the situation is um those who often say that again i don't think the word but is necessarily a bad word um, however, those who sometimes, again, start with kind of these pleasantries and then segue to the, but, you know, because they're spreading gossip or they're saying negative things about you, those, those are the kinds of red flags that I'm referring to. So those are the five red flags that I consider with regard to whether or not I will trust someone or steer clear of them. Some of the things that I like to do is I like to pray for the power, the spirit of discernment. I mean, obviously, we have the gift of the Holy Ghost, but I think sometimes we need to pray for specific gifts in our lives to know whether or not certain people are good for us or not. And I think we need to trust the spirit when the spirit tells us, you know what, you that's not someone that you should trust or that you should be around. And, um, you know, sometimes sometimes that's a really difficult kind of situation. And similar to that is listen to your gut. I don't know, we don't always know when it's our gut or when it's our imaginations or it's the spirit. But if our gut is really warning us, there's probably a reason for that. Understandably, our our guts are essentially their own brains or... or a mind of its own, if you will, to warn us of situations that are dangerous for us. And a lot of times we are being warned by our body sensors, our body's alarms, if if you will, of saying, you know what, I, the last time you're in this situation, the last time you're, you're experiencing these kinds of red flags and got burned, and I'm just trying to keep you from experiencing that again. Now, understandably, there are times where... Our guts, our, you know, what we think about those people will be wrong. I think of times of whether whether it's police lineups or uh, witness testimony. A lot of times we believe that certain things happen, or believe that things are a certain way, and we can be wrong. And so when we are, I think we need to acknowledge that. And if we've, especially if we've caused any harm to other people with perhaps misjudging them. I think that we need to go to them and acknowledge where we've been in the wrong and to ask ask for their forgiveness. So those are some of the things that I've, I've come up with with regard to whether or not we trust individuals in, in the ward. And again, I think most people in the ward, hopefully in every ward, can be trusted. But sometimes there are people who we want to, we want to be careful of we want to be careful about giving information to because they might give it to other people. Uh, or we might want to be careful about protecting our, our families, uh, you know, our marriage or our children from, from those, in, those individuals. And, I, and again, I think that those who, are, who struggle with belonging in the church are sometimes at greatest risk for those things. So hopefully that was helpful. Again, if you have any, any questions or if you have anything that... Uh, you wish would have made the list, feel free to email me at drjerrycook at gmail.com. And I look forward to your comments. Take care. Have a good day. Bye-bye.